At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to First Strike right here on Visa. I'm your host, Dave Ross, for the next hour. We're going to talk about all things UFC Fight Night. Lewis against Dawkins should be a pretty good one here in Las Vegas at UFC Apex. Of course, a pretty good card when you have Stephen Wonderboy Thompson on the undercard here, or as the uh, co-main event, if you will, against Bilal Muhammad. We'll get into that fight as well over the next hour. Of course, Lou Finicaro is going to join us. Jordan Sherwood and Reed Kuhn, all their expert analysis but I start off today, which I like to start off each show with, Nick Likas right here, the man that sets those numbers behind us that you see on the big screen here at Circus Sportsbook. Nick, it's great. You know, we always joke about the UFC never really stops, right? And so we have this great card that we had last week with UFC 269, and they followed up with a really good sneaky card uh, after having that pay-per-view, the last one of 2021. Very quickly, let's look back. How did the books make out last week with the handicapping? What a wild card it was, man. I'll tell you what. We, we got crushed early on. Of course, I, I, I hinted that we were heavy on Munez over Anders, right? So all the Sharps that were on that side cashed in huge. But we got him back towards the end because it ended up being a good night. Of course, the two underdogs hitting the, in the championship fights helped significantly, busted up a lot of parlays. Mm-hmm. So overall, it was a very successful event for us. Yeah, the shocker of shockers, of course, is what we saw in the co-main event there with Amanda Nunez losing her title to Juliana Pena. Again, I saw... As late as, as closing time here before it got up to plus 775. So, Nick, I got to think 
Boy, the money was just coming in on the line S. Yeah, and especially, like I said, parlay liability yeah. was outrageous. So, I mean, we, we cashed in because the parlays got busted more than anything else. But, yeah, there was money coming in on the favor for sure. I mean, it was the virtual lock for everybody, right? Everybody yeah, was like, there's no lose. way. How did she lose it, right? And until she lost. Until she lost. Exactly. <laughs> Let's talk about this uh, weekend's fight here at USC Apex tomorrow night uh, right here in Las Vegas. And Derek Lewis, the Black Beast, back in there against Chris Dawkins. And, again, you look up, and, and for the novice fans, can say, oh, Derek Lewis is, is getting money. Plus money here for the knockout king in the heavyweight division here, plus 125. For those that don't know about Dawkus, yeah, pretty darn skilled heavyweight that you're going to see in there against Derek Lewis. Is that why you guys set that number where you did? And I feel like he's getting some of the money. Well, I think it, there are two different scenarios here, meaning that obviously what you just touched on, Lewis is the ex- extremely established veteran. He's been in there with the best of the best, of course, a title contender. Now he's kind of in a gatekeeper type of role. Yes. And Dacus is the one on the climb, on the rise. He's been impressive. I think a lot of people realize that he is the better mixed martial artist overall. But the power on the other side with Lewis and that experience, if he doesn't take him to the floor and if he decides to kind of strike with him, he could be in some serious trouble. So that's why it's competitive right now. 30 pounds, the difference here. Yeah. Derek Lewis, a very big man, obviously, in that octagon, got that one-punch knockout power. Do you think you'll see – it's very interesting because, Nick, what I did see last week when I was watching UFC 269, and I follow you on Twitter as everybody should – uh, Nick, is that you did some in-game stuff that I think now is starting to really pick up, where people are starting to watch some of these fights, how they play out, and then try to find the, some of those numbers. How is the in-game opportunity now for the, for the betters out there? Well, I mean, for the pay-per-view cards, we try to pull up the the whole card, right? The f- five fights that are on the main card, for sure. Now, in, in events like this, the fight night events, we put up at least the main event or possibly the co-main and main okay. event. If we could fill out the entire card, depending on our risk room and what kind of size, uh, you know, as far as the slate goes for the day, if it's college basketball, college football, whatever the case may be. So if it trims down, we have the opportunity to add more fights. But you're right. It is getting very popular. And live betting is awesome, man. I mean, there's so many advantages you could take. The lines end up getting crazy at times, right? So, yeah. I mean, we just saw even after the first round of the Pena and Nunes fight. It went up even higher. Yeah, it went up even higher. Correct. Because she won that round clearly, of course. And then by the second round, what a different pitcher it was, right? So those are type of liabilities and stuff you could take advantage of. And Nick, how do you how do you try to chart that? It, because it, it again, it's still relatively new, certainly in the MMA space here. How do you try to get those up? And people got to be really active. And literally, you've got a minute in right. between rounds to, to get those wagers in. Yeah, I mean, as soon as obviously the round comes to an end, we try to get them up as fast as possible. And again, during like commercial breaks or break time, of course, as you said, between rounds is when people can bet it. Um, so again, up on the counter, people have to have their app ready. You yeah, know, you got to be ready to go. Yeah, so you got to kind of take advantage and, and understand the scenario and get your bets in quick as possible. Okay, we, we talked about certainly in the main event here at UFC Apex uh, with Derek Lewis being the name commodity here. Wonderboy Thompson is a very popular fighter. If you've ever talked to Stephen Thompson, I know that you have and I have many times. He's just a likable guy, yeah. right? He's a very no likable doubt. guy here in the Wonderboy. And again, a guy that's been so close to getting those title shots here, trying to, to reascend and make another run at a title here. Big favorite here, minus 220. I guess remember the name, Bilal Muhammad from my former city in Chicago. What do you make of this matchup here with the numbers and what? how have you seen the money come in? Early on, it was Stephen Thompson money. Now, as we get closer, we have seen some sharp action on Muhammad coming in. Again, the scenario, like Thompson has had that kind of rise to the top, right? He was in title contention, of course. He was razor close to getting that title, getting that strap, especially in the Woodley fights, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, those fights were extremely competitive. So he's kind of been at the top. Now we're seeing Muhammad kind of excel towards that direction. So this is a big fight for him. It's almost like the Dacus Lewis fight, right? If Muhammad could get over this hump of Steven Thompson, then he's on his way towards a title shot for sure. But Thompson is the best striker we've seen in that division by far. He's such an elite level striker. And if, if Muhammad can't take this fight to the floor or knock 
Thompson out, he's probably not going to win the scorecards. I, I'm right there with you. That's the pathway to victory that, that you have to see from Hom. you got to think that he gets this fight down to the ground if he's going to be a live underdog here at plus 180. I saw that the over-under props, a lot of them were around two and a half, obviously for a three-round non-title fight here. Are you seeing any action come in on the possible early stoppage? A little bit on the over, because I think people are, are realizing the durability. I mean, yes. even, even Thompson in his last fight, I mean, he fought Gilbert Burns, which just fought for the title not too long ago, right? And his ground game is spectacular. I mean, if you get on the ground with Gilbert Burns, you're in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Thompson was able to survive it. I mean, it was kind of a surprise that he kept on getting taken out like he did, but not getting submitted by a guy like that is extremely impressive. So I don't think Muhammad could submit him, and if you can't KO him, it probably does hit the cards. Yeah, that's the way I kind of read that as well. So again, you just saw the fight script there, and you see it reflected in the numbers where it's juiced heavily to the over at minus 290 for that over of two and a half rounds, because again, you just don't think Muhammad could get the early stoppage here. If you're going to get a stoppage, you would assume it's, it's Thompson with the length using the, the kickboxing skills that he has to possibly get Bilal out of there, if not probably likely headed to a decision. Uh, let's talk about uh, Amanda Lemus again against uh, Angela Hill here. Angela Hill is a, a thrilling fighter to watch, right? We know she's going to be uh, always action-packed, but she's the sizable underdog in this one. Uh, how have you seen the money come in? Because you look at Lemus here, 10-1-1, she's really in the – feels like a fast tracker here in, in her division. Exactly that. Again, it's kind of the theme of this card, right? You got you got kind of the established veterans that face great competition against the kind of the new the new era. The, the new blood. Know, yeah, the new blood, of course. So Lemos has been very impressive, man. I mean, she has that finishing ability on the ground or on the feet. So she is the more well-rounded mixed martial artist. Mm-hmm. But we have seen the action come in towards Hill. A lot of people realize what you got in Hill. I mean, she again, she's been in there with great competition. She's always in a tight, close, competitive fight, it seems, as well. And the trust factor is a little bit more towards Hill, too, right? I mean, like I said, she's been in there with quality competition. You know what, how she's going to perform in no the waters. And Lemos, there's still a few question marks here and there, right? But she is the rightful favorite because, man, she's looked fantastic. It's a great point, though, Nick, because a lot of these fights, I think for the question marks that you might have for some of the favorites that you've already touched upon is experience or lack thereof against those established names that we've seen. So, again, a lot of times you go, boy, are they ready for this step up in class? Those answers, uh, those questions will be answered on Saturday. Let's talk about Rafael Sunsau here against Ricky Simone. And again, a very similar thing. You, you look at Ricky, boy, what an exciting fighter he is to watch. And a Sunsau, some might remember the Cody Garbrandt knockout at the bell. Maybe that's still the lasting image here as he's now plus 220. So again, you get the guy that's been there, wars, been there, done that against the fast tracker here in Simone. Uh, any money coming in on Sun Tso? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Again, this is the type of fight where the line is, is so high. you got to respect Sun Tso. He's been one of the best bantamweights, I mean, historically in the UFC. So I think he's kind of flying under the radar there. He's got all the skill in the world. Of course, that knockout, like you said, against Garbrandt is mm. kind of sitting fresh in people's minds. But in this spot here, Simone isn't really well known for that knockout power, no. right? So this should be a pretty competitive fight because these guys are extremely well-rounded. But Simone should be the rightful favorite. Again, I think he's got less wear and tear. I mean, coming off that brutal knockout, like we said, with the Sunsau, I mean, we'll see how it performs here. But I think it, he is fortunate that he's not kind of facing another guy with that crazy knockout power. Should be an exciting fight. And Nick, this is an interesting one on the, on the total here for the rounds because you see two and a half, juiced heavily to the over at 195. But because of what we just kind of talked about here and knowing how action-packed this fight is going to be, do you think you might see some late money come in on the under? Because, again, it feels like if you possibly going to get a stoppage in a lower weight class, this might be the fight that that happens. Yeah, in. I think so. I would much rather bet the dog money on the under than the over because all it takes is one shot. Again, right. even though we're, we're saying that Simone doesn't have that kind of crazy knockout power, he's, his chin has been wobbled. He's been rocked yeah. before, too. And Asuncao does have knockout power. I mean, there's no question about that. He's proven it time and time again, too. So, yeah, I think this is kind of one of those fights that you're saying kind of could sleep on the under more so than the over. When you look at Fajera against uh, Gamrot here, and Gamrot right now minus 180 
uh, and you look at Diego getting comeback here at plus 155. Again, this feels like the first fight that maybe people are, they don't really know these fighters as well. Uh, how are you seeing this line move happen and what type of money you're seeing happen on it? Again, we're getting two-way early action, but as we get closer to fight time, we're seeing a little bit more money come in on Gamrod as a favorite here too. But Hedda, I think, man, he's such a good fighter. He I is. Mean, he's so close to get to that title shot because of the skills he possesses. I mean, on the feet, the guy can knock you out, obviously. And on the ground, you're in some serious trouble. But in his last fight, he kind of had a letdown spot. Again, against quality competition, of course, but the way that fight kind of played out, I think it's sitting fresh in people's minds as well. And on the other side of it, Gamrot's been red hot, man. He look, he's looked great. So it is another one of those scenarios where I think the established veteran in Fajeda, which is extremely dangerous mm -hmm. in this spot, probably isn't going to get as much respect as he deserves because of the recency bias we're seeing for Gamrot. The two veterans that I just can't wait to see slug it out again, of course, is Cub Swanson against the damage. Darren Elkins here. And Elkins right now, uh, the comeback is about plus 160. Uh, Cub, a solid favorite here at minus 190. Two veterans of the sport. Cub, obviously, uh, probably a higher claim, if you will, in his overall career. But both these guys, now you're looking at 38 and 37-year-olds that just like to bang. What do you make of this number? Yeah, this is fantastic because, again, it's not kind of playing into that scenario where we said because these are two established veterans, two guys that bring it each time out. We are seeing sharp action come in on the underdog, though. So, I mean, it's one of those scenarios I think that it's kind of tough to trust Cub, and then it's always obviously – Really difficult to bet against a guy like Elkins because he brings it. You know he's going to be in your face the whole time. And again, he's got some finishing ability as well. So we are seeing the sharp action come in on the underdog there. About 20 seconds to go here. UFC on the line on UFC Fight Pass. It looks like he's getting rave reviews. Yeah, no, it's awesome. It's a fun show. Of course, we give our best bets out. And again, mainly on the pay-per-view cards, but we are mixing in some Fight Night cards. And we did some social media for this event as well. So hopefully in 2022, we might do an uptick in shows. But make sure you tune in to UFC Fight Pass. Nick Likas always does a great job here uh, in every fight week. Come on back. Lufa DeCaro is next right here on First Strike on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. 
You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Back here in First Strike on VEASAN, I am Dave Ross. It is always a pleasure each and every week to have Lou Finicaro join us right here on First Strike. Of course, you get to follow him on Twitter as I do, at Gamblu. And he's a very good podcast called the Bout Business Podcast. Lou, welcome back to the program. Let's talk about the pod very quickly here. When people listen, what exactly are you giving them besides just winners? Well, that's what we're hoping to give them, Dave. Basically, what the podcast is is a 16-minute synopsis of my final releases each week that there is a UFC card. It drops Friday afternoon. Those that are interested can pick it up on any platform. And again, it's just final releases. And what we do with final releases is tabulate them and accrue them week to week, monitor profitability for our uh listeners and and readers yeah absolutely that's what it's all about the about business podcast so let's try to give out some of those winners this week let's start right to the main event here look ufc 269 was scintillating just a week ago you take a deep breath and boom we got another really sneaky good card on tap this weekend at ufc apex the black beast back in action here getting plus money at plus 125 against chris Dawkins here laying the minus 145 but lou i know you like to find those plus prices here I hate this. I can't believe I'm saying this. Is the beast a live dog at plus 125? I think, Dave, he has to be regarded as such. Um, if if we if we take into account his body of work and who he's been in with, he's a pedigreed top seven heavyweight in the UFC. So for that reason, yes. Why we may not is because he's very singularly dimensioned. While he's athletic and explosive, that athleticism and power and explosion only lasts a certain amount of time, after which time he becomes a little bit telegraphing, premeditated, and slow. Daukus, on the other hand, kind of a newbie in the division. He weighed in at 235 and a half today, the heaviest he's been in his UFC career, probably for a reason, because he's in with a 265-pound mm. Uh, Derek Lewis should be a great fight. Daukus needs to keep distance, use athleticism and IQ in order to keep this thing manageable for him. He does not want to taste any of Lewis's power, especially early. What I do know is that in heavyweight fights, 57.7%, 58% of heavyweight fights make it past a round and a half. And I like this fight to go over a round and a half because I believe Daukus's athleticism and IQ will prevent him from standing toe-to-toe early with Derek Lewis. And it's an excellent handicap. I'm with you on that. I've played the over here at one and a half rounds for that very reason. And also, Lou, as you know, when you watch Derek Lewis fight, he's not a rush-in guy. Right? He's not going to chase Dawkins all around the small octagon. 
he kind of waits. I remember specifically with the Curtis Blades fight here where Blades easily won that first round and he just waited for Blades to make a mistake. Do you think that's what Lewis, if you want to back the dog uh, for those people out there, is that the idea in a five-round fight? That I'm just going to, all I need is one mistake by the relative newbie here in Dawkins to make one and then I capitalize? Because to me, Lewis doesn't feel like a volume guy by any stretch of the imagination, right, Lou? Yeah, exactly. I mean, especially early. He he he'll he'll pace himself early because he knows he has a long fight. However, he was overwhelmed against Gagne. Uh, Daukas isn't Gagne, but he can move and fight like him. So I think to answer your question best, uh, I think I think Lewis is relegated to the one trick power punch. He's landed it over and over again to other opponents. This opponent must make sure he doesn't. Yeah, I'm right there with you, and I do think that's why the over is a really smart play, even though it is juiced to the over here at minus 130. Let's talk about a fight that's very interesting. Raquel Pennington once fought for the title. Uh, she is now a sizable favorite here at minus 170 against Macy Chason, who missed weight. And, and Lou, what I'm always fascinated, because I know you watch these uh, very, very closely, what do you make of that? She missed it by two and a half pounds here, Lou. Uh, what do you make of that now weight advantage that Chason will have? I think that's exactly how you have to look at it, Dave. It is an advantage. When a wrestler misses weight, they're doing it to help their takedown abilities. When someone who's fighting a wrestler misses weight, it helps them defend said takedown opportunities. The key to this fight is that the both of these ladies fight at 135, and because Pennington scheduled to fight another girl, had the other lady, Avila, pull out of the fight, Chason moves in on short notice. They agree to fight at 145 pounds. Chason is a huge woman for 135. She's 5'11", and uh, she towers over Pennington. She'll have four inches of height, She'll have five inches of reach, arm and legs. She must keep it up and standing, and the big cage is going to help her. And as Pennington tries to move inside, I think she's going to be susceptible to Chason's uh, length, her knees, her striking. I think it's a real bad spot for Pennington. I like Macy Chason quite a bit here. You know, Lou, it's fascinating because I think a lot of people out there, they don't want to back the person that didn't make weight. But in your handicap, you take pride and prejudice out of this thing, and let's call it what it is. This is a huge advantage that, again, until the rules are changed, and we know she's going to give up some of her purse here to Raquel Pennington, but to your point, this now becomes a decided advantage, even though we don't like the fact that she missed weight. The one thing that I'll give Chase on credit for is that she came out and weighed in late into the process. It was uh, at 1140, so with 20 minutes left. So she tried cut, cutting the weight. When they come in in the first 10 or 15 minutes and miss weight by three or four pounds, they're outright cheating. I don't think Chason's doing this. I think that the short notice nature of this fight was such that she didn't have time to cut and the fight is still on, so I think all parties agreed. But it is a huge advantage. Uh, I love the fact that you put some nuance into that conversation for those blindly out there going to go, oh, my goodness, she missed weight. They should not have the fight. I think that that is a, a nuanced conversation. I'm glad that you had it there. Let's talk about the uh, co-main event here. And, Lou, this is a, a fascinating one for me. Obviously, you know, you love the Wonder Boy. He's one of the fan favorites in the UFC. 
Wall Muhammad, a pretty darn good guy himself. I tweeted at those guys and I said, I hate when you you have good guys fighting each other. Somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to lose here. Wonderboy right now, minus 220. And Bilal, remember the name, the comeback right now, plus 180. Is this too big a favorite for the Wonderboy? Or do you think this is priced properly? I think the Wonder Boy should be a favor, but it, we are getting into premium pricing where Bilal Muhammad is beginning to get uh, into the uh, raise an eyebrow category. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, we found out from Gil Burns that a wrestling heavy attack can be kryptonite to Wonder Boy. And that's exactly the kind of fight that Bilal Muhammad brings into this fight. The issue is, is Bilal Muhammad on the caliber of Gil Burns? And we have yet to really see that. I don't know that he is. I, I This is a great fight for me to talk all the way around, but I think that the key to uh, Muhammad will be getting this fight to the floor if he can do it. The key for Thompson at 38 years old, five years older than Muhammad, keep it standing, keep Muhammad on the outside, pitter-patter him with volume and try and get out of here with a decision. You know, it's so fascinating to me, Lou, is my visuals say that Bilal Muhammad is such the smaller guy to the Wonder Boys giving away three inches in the reach advantage, but really there's only one inch in the height disadvantage for Bilal. That kind of stunned me a little bit because you, you remember to your point about Wonderboy, he looks so much bigger than Gilbert Burns who was able to get inside and get those takedowns. It'll be fascinating to see if Muhammad could do the same. A couple of fights that just absolutely fascinate me, Lou, and I got to get your take on them. Cub Swanson against the damaged Darren Elkins. I don't know that this is you know going to be a, a aesthetically pretty fight uh, from a technical standpoint. It feels like a brawler's delight. What do you make of this here with Cub right now? Pretty heavy favorite here at minus 190. Yeah, maybe a little bit too heavy. I I mean, the key with Elkins is if you sneeze on him, it causes a five-inch cut, (laughs) and he's going to bleed. In fact, he was probably bleeding two weeks ago in the gym because he's just got scar tissue everywhere. To me, this is going to be a tale of two fights. The first half of the fight, I think you're going to see Swanson maintaining distance, looking good, and showing himself to be the quicker, more precise fighter than Elkins. Second half of the fight, I think Elkins begins to grind, gets his way close to Cub, who isn't a notorious high cardio guy. And the second half of the fight, I think Elkins gets a hold of him, gets around him, gets him to the floor, and starts to take advantage late. You know what I love about this fight, too, Lou? Combined age, 75 years. So to me, let those old guys go out there and show that they can still hang with some of these young bucks. Going to be a fun fight to watch. Hey, Lou, always appreciate the time and the information. Again, follow him on Twitter, at Gamble, and check out his podcast, The Bout Business Podcast. Lou, we'll catch up with you again next week. Thanks, Dave. Good luck, everybody. All right, should be a great fight card when we come back. Going to catch up with Jordan Sherwood to break down everything at UFC Apex. Come on back. It's First Strike right here in Beeson, the Sports Betting Network.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Back here on First Strike on Visa, and I am Dave Ross. Should be a great card tomorrow night, UFC Apex, as we get uh, Derek Lewis against Chris Dawkins as the main event. Always love having Jordan Sherwood join the program here at ESPN Chicago. Follow him on Twitter, as I do, at WoodOn1063. Jordan, boy, we exhale. What a wild week we had a week ago. But this card, again, I've been saying it all day. It just feels like it's sneaky good here. Let's get to one fight here that is interesting to me, and that's, of course, Raquel Pennington against Macy Chason at 145 pounds. But this fight won't be fought by both women at 145 pounds because Macy didn't miss weight here. She uh, was over the limit by two and a half pounds. What do you make of this matchup here? And Raquel still the big favorite here at minus 190. Yeah, I mean, it's so interesting because Macy Chason, you know, obviously didn't take the fight with Aspen Ladd. When Aspen Ladd missed uh, her weight, uh, contracted weight a couple of weeks back. But she steps up on short notice. Sure, she doesn't miss the weight. But I think it's main value coming in on Raquel Pennington. I mean, she's 3-1 and one in her last four fights. Obviously fought for the title a couple of years ago. A lot of people know her. But I like Macy Chason on this fight. I think that, like, again, Raquel Pennington, notoriously a slow starter. Going to have to work the clinch. Maybe get a takedown or two to get the uh, get her hand raised. And I think Macy Chason is just going to be too active, too light on her feet, good takedown defense, and outwork Raquel Pennington. So 
despite the weight man, despite the fact that it's short notice, I like Macy Chason in this fight. I actually liked her against Aston Ladd a couple of weeks ago when Aston Ladd couldn't make the weight. So, me, Macy Chason, as an underdog, because Raquel Pennington just doesn't put her, uh, her foot. No question about that, Jordan. Again, when I look at. Rounds out of three. Yeah, Jordan, when I look at the total rounds here, too, as well, juiced heavily to the over at minus 290. And when you mentioned Macy outworking. Raquel Pennington, do you think this goes to an overscript here in this three-round fight? Yeah, I absolutely do. I don't see either women finishing this fight. I think both these women like to go to the judges' book. That's the case, and you think it's going to be an over. Like, why aren't you going to be putting money down on the more active fighter? That's Macy Chason. Yeah, and plus 250 here if you think Chason's going to win that decision. So even though she's already getting plus money, can really even cash in bigger if you think she will get a three-round decision victory over Raquel Pennington. Let's talk about Jordan Levitt taking on Matt Sales in this one. Basically, pretty even fight here with Levitt right now. Minus 115, Sales at minus 105. What do you make of this matchup? Yeah, I just think Jordan Levitt's going to go back to what we know about him. That's his wrestling. That's his grappling. Matt Sales has not fought in two years, and although he'll be a better striker, better on the feet than Jordan Levitt, I'm going to ignore Jordan Levitt's last fight, which I think was a dud. I think that this guy is actually a big-time performer. He's going to get the fight to the ground, outwork Matt Sales. So in a, in a similar uh, kind of style that I think Macy Chason will outwork Raquel Pennington on the feet, I think Jordan Levitt's going to outwork Matt Sales on the ground. So give me him as a virtual pickup. I think Jordan Levitt should actually be a more like minus 175, minus 180 favorite in this one. So at pick him, I'm going to take him lay that money down and expect him to get a 10 raise on Saturday night. Yeah, I think a lot of people, Jordan, maybe have listened to your handicap here because the money has come in on Levitt here. He's now minus 125. Matt Sales now plus 105. But to your point earlier in the week, that was about a pick em fight, but the money coming in on Jordan. Let's talk about Cub Swanson against Darren Elkins. I mean, I don't know how a fight fan doesn't love this matchup here. Two old veterans, 38 against a 37-year-old. Elkins the baby in this one here. Uh, we know that Cub minus 200 against the damage, getting plus 170 here in the comeback. I, I don't know. I, it, it could get finished early, or both these guys could be walking zombies and somehow get to the finish. How do you see this fight breaking down? Yeah, but, I, but just, that's the thing. Like, I, I never see Jern Elkins getting finished. Like The dude has damage tattooed on his chest <laughs> because he takes a lot of damage and then gets the win. Look, Cub Swanson's a great fighter. He's been a great fighter for years. But I just think Darren Elkins is a recipe for disaster to outwork him, survive early, and grind out a decision like he's done so many times before, like he's done so many times as an underdog before. So at plus 165, plus 175, I'm going to buy the fact that that Cub Swanson is knocked out. He's not going to get a quick TKO. Darren Elkins is going to survive that round, that first round, and then outwork Cub Swanson with his grappling, with his wrestling, to get his hand raised. So I like Darren Elkins as the underdog, like he always is. There's value for me, in my opinion, in that regard. So play him again as the underdog tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm on the same side of your handicap here, Jordan, because, again, we've seen this fight script play out so many times with the damage. To your point, 
if you like Cub and you really think he can get it done, TKO, uh, KO, or DQ is plus 250 if you want to try to find that value in Cub. But to me, that's the game script or the fight script here. It's Cub early, and if he doesn't get him early, we've just seen it time and time again, the walking zombie that is the damage, somehow come back and get this victory. I'm right there with you. I actually played the over as well and taking the underdog outright to win this matchup. So I'm right there with you. Let's talk about Harry Hunsucker. Uh, Hunsucker right now is plus 260 against Justin Taffa, who the heavyweight here missing weight by one pound at minus 335 here. So you got big boys in here. Well, certainly one much bigger than the other. Almost a 30-pound weight discrepancy here. How do you handicap this one, Jordan? First off, I don't understand what happened. I don't understand how Justin Taffa makes UFC history by becoming the first heavyweight ever to miss weight at 267, doesn't get it at 266. But here's what I know. I don't think Henry Hunsaker is a UFC fighter. He is 0-1 in the UFC. He didn't earn a contract on Dana White's contender series. He had to take a fight, even though he lost. So I think Justin Taffa, too athletic, too powerful, clearly the play. But I'm not laying 335 on Taffa because he's 1-2 and two in the UFC. He missed weight. Just give me Taffa under a round and a half. Just just believing that Henry Huntsacker is just, he's just not good enough to be in the UFC. And Taffa's going to land one of his bombs. So I, have a, I like a prop. Taffa in the first round at plus 120. And then the under, I think, is also plus money, plus 110. But it's heavyweights. You never know what's going to happen. The top is the better fighter. He's going to land some overhand right and put Henry Hunsaker out at some point in the fight. Yeah, it's, it's so funny because, again, you know, we have Nick Klikas on at the top of the show. They set these numbers for a reason, and they're right there with you, Jordan, in, in their handicap here. If you like Tafa by KO, TK, or DQ, it's only minus 200, right? So Tafa, even though big favorite here at minus 335, you can see that they feel like this is a liability spot here to your point where it looks like Tafa has just got – more of a pedigreed fighter against a guy, maybe arguably to your point that doesn't deserve to be in this organization. So again, you're really trying to find better value. They're giving you a slightly better value. The under still weighed heavily to it at minus 195. And again, to that KOTKO DQ scenario at minus 200. If you don't want to lay the big price tag of minus 335. Look, whenever you get Derek Lewis in a main event, people are going to watch, right? We, we've seen him be completely outclassed and it just takes a haymaker and Derek Lewis gets his arm raised in victory. He normally has very uh, entertaining post-fight commentary after his victories. Taking on Chris Dawkins here. Now, Dawkins is, we kind of feel like, the new breed, the up-and-coming heavyweight here. Again, giving up about 30 pounds in that octagon tomorrow night. He is the favorite at minus 145. Any danger for Dawkins? Obviously, there's danger with the right hand of Derek Lewis. Oh, absolutely, there's danger. And I actually think the odds should be flipped. I still think Derek Lewis should be the favorite. We're not really sure yet on Chris Dacus what type of level he is. But Derek Lewis seemingly always has cashed before as the underdog. I was I was big on him against Curtis Blades. He won that fight, but I was wrong on him when he fought Cyril Gaon. Um, I don't think you, you can lay on either fighter because of the just heavyweights and what the guys can do. I like the under at two and a half. I think that's the safe play because I do believe that Chris Dawkins eventually is going to look to take this fight to the ground. He's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. No one talks about it. But if he gets this fight to the ground, and Derek Lewis does have very good takedown defense, but he's not good off of his back. 
If he gets the fight to the ground, does Dawkins? I see him winning it, winning it easily. So I'll lay on my comfort level. Someone getting a finish at two and a half. If I have to make a pick, I'll pick Dawkins because he's the young up and comer. Not confident about it. Think either guy can finish it. So I'll take under two and a half. I think it's a dollar seventy-five. You got to lay for that. Okay, Jordan. To your point, sub for Dawkins, twelve to one. 12 to 1. You got to sprinkle a little bit on that if you can get this fight down to the ground because you're right. Nobody's talking about that scenario. Yeah. And look, you haven't seen Dawkins do it. You haven't seen him do it. But what I know about him is that he's an outstanding jujitsu practitioner at his gym. And look, Derek Lewis has been submitted before. So yeah, it's a lot to play because Derek Lewis has good takedown defense. Dawkins was knocking people out. But why not? 12 to 1. Didn't know that that was the uh, certain current odds. I like it, so maybe I'll throw a couple of coin on that before I to buy into that under at two and a half. He just raised my eyebrows, that's for sure, Jordan. Okay, you got to follow him on Twitter as I do, at Woodon1063. Jordan, appreciate the time and the information. We'll catch up with you again next week. When we come back here on First Strike, right. Reed Coon's going to be here with his analytical models to break down this fight card. Come on back, it's First Strike on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play talking all things UFC fight night Lewis against Dawkins right here on first strike on VEASAN the sports betting network I am Dave Ross always a pleasure to have Reed Kuhn join us each and every week right here 
I love the analytical models that Reed brings to the formula here as we try to find you winners on this fight night. Reed, great to have you back. And uh, I like I, I know you have a new setup today. Let's see if we get some uh, some uh, interesting picks here because I look at the main event. I look at Derek Lewis against Chris Dawkins here. And at first blush, you go, I understand why Dawkins is the favorite. But then you look at the level of competition. I know that your models do that. Take that into account. And you know there's no way he can match what Derek Lewis and the people he's been in that octagon with. What are the models showing you here as possibly a live dog here in Derek Lewis? Yeah, I think he is a live dog. I think he's a live dog in every fight he's ever fought, which is why we look at numbers and we say he shouldn't have a chance, and yet somehow he wins. Um, This is a case where I think I agree with the betting line, so much so that it's unlikely I'll have a material bet on this one. Um, If there's a lean, it's with Dawkins. And you're right. I think the numbers are skewed because of the strength of competition. His actual numbers right now look phenomenal. Uh, Just a handful of fights, not even that many minutes, only 14 minutes of octagon time. He's he's knocked people down six times during that time. Uh, He has the black belt in BJJ, hasn't used it, hasn't landed a single takedown in the UFC. And so, yeah, this is kind of a weird one. I, I'm still uncomfortable running someone through a model who only has a few minutes of data. He's never been to the cards. He had a few fast finishes, just not a lot to work with. And when we do look at the numbers, they're outstanding. But do I believe that? Um, Derek Lewis has faced a lot of outstanding strikers, and he's weathered the storm and then ended up finishing them. Uh, and if I were to believe the numbers, it, it says Dacus should run away with it and pick them apart. But based on the lines, based on the threat, the one-punch threat that Derek Lewis has, and he's one of those guys in the business that absolutely has that one-punch threat, you got to factor that in. And so the, his threat is going to keep the odds tight. I don't see any line like running away. Um, and I would agree with Dawkins as a favorite. I'm just not going to lay a lot on that. Um, I think if he can survive that first round, of course, the further you go into a fight, the more you're going to fade Lewis. Um, he does eventually succumb to damage if he can't get it done early. Yeah, no so question. I'm, I'm hoping that Dawkins does get a, a late finish and weather that storm, maybe even an early finish. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> but I'm still not going to bet my night on it. My night will definitely be decided earlier in the card. There you go, because you're going to find some better value. Again, obviously, we, we, the eyes gravitate to the main event. But, uh, Reed, you do a great job of finding some of the uh, lesser-known fights maybe on the card to find that true value there. But I do want to go right down the line here. Because I am intrigued by this Wonderboy Thompson matchup against, remember the name, Bilal Muhammad here. You do feel like this is kickboxer striker uh, with the length advantage that Wonderboy has against the guy that wants to wrestle and use that Gilbert Burns uh, takedown uh, policy here to try to maybe grind out a victory. What do you make of the number here at minus 220, and what are the models showing you? Yeah, you're right. This is going to boil down to a striker versus grappler. Look at Wonderboy's stats. He is exceptional on his feet. He is accurate. He outworks people. He is kind of a riddle to figure out and actually engage. And he has 10 career knockdowns um, in in his UFC career. On the other hand, his ground stats are almost equally notable because of how horrible they are. There's just not a whole lot of offense there. He is playing defense when he fights. And that that has maybe prevented him from winning at all because is he one of the most gifted strikers in that division? You could make that case. He's a great rangy striker. But if you don't have that ground game, that means you're always worried about your opponent getting close. And Bilal Muhammad does have an overwhelming ground game. He has been on control 86% of the time. Um, he attempts takedowns at above normal rate. 
And even if he doesn't get it the first time, he'll try to drag you down the next time. So I don't think he wants any parts of Stephen Thompson on the feet. Bilal Muhammad has been knocked down his own, uh, six times himself. He's never actually scored a knockdown. That's a, that is an extreme opposite ratio of what we're seeing with Thompson in terms of being so good at knocking other people down. Muhammad is the opposite. He is fish in a barrel if he gets caught in open water, I think, with Thompson. But he is going to close the distance. He has good clinch control, drag people down at plus 200-ish. I see value on Muhammad here. I'm hoping he drags this down and turns it into a grinder of a fight. I think we have a lot of tape on Thompson at this point. You, it's, you, you shouldn't be walking in and getting surprised uh, that he's got pretty good takedown defense. You have to find ways to get past that and close the distance. So I'm taking a flyer on the pretty big underdog here with Bilal Muhammad and hoping he grinds it. Reed, you probably know this by now, but I always feel better when my intuition matches your models. I'm right there with you. I think we got a live dog scenario here in Bilal Muhammad. Let's talk about Atlanta, Amanda Lemus here taking on Angela Hill. We understand why Lemus is such a overwhelming favorite in this one. But again, you look at Angela Hill, and sometimes when the odds are against her is when she shines the brightest. The models saying anything here about the underdog? Not much. Um, you're right. Like Amanda Lemos on paper looks outstanding. Mm-hmm. This is another one where we don't have a ton of data, kind of like Dacus. Um, only 31 minutes. And so far, four knockdowns to date in a very short period of time. Unusual at straw weight. Very accurate hands. 52% accuracy. I mean, I think last week we were shining a spotlight on Sugar Sean O'Malley's accuracy. This is up there with that. Now, again, both of those have small sample sizes. I expect some regression to the mean later in life. But right now, anyway, she is looking awesome on paper, and she has the superior ground metrics against Hill. So I don't know. Like, I'm seeing clean sweep. So I, I would have to believe that there's some hidden gem in here or that she was just fighting cans to date. I don't know if I believe that. I think Lemos is probably going to be thrown in a lot of parlays. I think uh, we could be seeing someone who's a force to be reckoned with. I got to tell you, too, Reed, going back to last week, I was with you on the Sugar Show as well, and I'm with you on Lemos. Uh, even though as a big favorite, you don't like to lay it, maybe you do find a dance partner here in a parlay scenario because I'm right there with you. It just feels like that is the correct side to be on in that fight. I wonder about Rafael Sunsau uh, here against Ricky Simone because, again, Sunsau, a big underdog here, but, boy, I'm sure your models prove it. He's been in with the biggest and the best in his weight classes here. What do you make of this matchup? And is this a live dog scenario as well? So a few years ago, I would have been one of those guys saying, Asuncao is a live fighter in any fight he fights. And he was going against the best in the business. Long career, 264 octagon minutes in his career. When you think about this guy has literally spent hours fighting in the UFC cage. Um, But Ricky Simone is not... He's not green by any stretch. I mean, this guy has had some big fights. He has 100 minutes of cage time. He's bigger. He's longer. He is 10 years younger. That is a huge number where I come from. Uh, And some of his performance metrics actually look superior, especially on the wrestling side. Did not expect to see that. Asuncao is a competent wrestler. It just hasn't panned out that way in the numbers. Um, So unfortunately, Asuncao is a guy that I thought was uh, high potential and maybe could go as far as a title shot at one point in his career at 39, several bad knockouts. He's taken some time off from the cage. I just don't see it. And, and agnostic of all of that, the, the numbers are picking Ricky Simone with a pretty high margin. So this is a situation where I'm probably willing to even lay the juice here. 
And that's why I love having you on the program because, again, when I think, oh, a Sun Sal, live dog here, you're right. It is good. When you look at 39 to 29 and a guy on the rise versus a guy maybe uh, on the back nine, certainly if he's not on 16 already in the back nine of his UFC career, I, I think that's a very stoop breakdown and your numbers bear it out. Let's talk about Diego uh, Ferreira uh, taking on uh, Matsus uh, Gamrot here. Gamrot is the big favorite in this one here against Ferreira. How do, you, how do the models forecast this one? This is one of those, uh, the models love a wrestler. Um, <laughs> and Gamrot is one of these guys who just does relentlessly repetitive takedown attempts. Doesn't get it on the first, the second. He's going to get you on the third. He's attempting more than one takedown per minute of standing. So basically, as soon as these guys, two guys face off in the middle of the cage, start looking for that first shot. And if he doesn't get it, he's going to do it again. Um, now, Fahea, competent in most places. He's a decent striker. He's a high pace striker. I think that's maybe a red flag against a wrestler, someone who's willing to throw a lot of combinations and extend themselves and push forward. I think they're opening themselves up. And the takedown defense for Fahea is average-ish, uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think eventually he gets put down on the mat. Now, this is one where actually it's so recent we haven't even run the model on it. Um, so maybe look for more revealing insight later in the day or tomorrow. But right now I'm leaning Gamrot and it's, you know, it's going to be no surprise when he goes for those early takedowns. Got about 30 seconds left. Read very quickly. Cub Swanson, Darren, the da- damage Elkins. What are the models showing you there and what should be a firefight? Yeah, it's going to be a high pace striking match, but I think Swanson is the better striker. He's much more accurate than Elkins and even has better defense, but Elkins is great at grinding people down. He spends the majority of every round in the clinch or on the ground. And when he's there, he is owning people and he's very good at that control. So I am actually hoping for an upset here. Uh, it's not a huge upset with Elkins, maybe you know, plus 150, 160, 170. Uh, but I like Elkins here for a grinder of an, uh, another upset. I mean, that's Thank you very much, Reed. Gotta run. Thanks for watching First Strike right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. 
So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 